What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, February 18th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. You gotta love it Thursday, Greg. WandaVision, baby. Is that, I feel like that's sad. Well, I see you stay up for it, I guess. But I feel like that's mm-hmm. the sad thing about Thursday now is that mm-hmm. I wake up on Thursday and I go, oh man, 24 hours to WandaVision because I always yeah. watch it Friday morning, which is exciting. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that part of Thursday, but I feel like I overlook Thursday for all that it has. Mm-hmm. Like I've looked forward to them being the best. Now I love Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah, that's a good know? point. Yeah, Fridays have been yeah. fantastic lately. Do you, here's my question about the WandaVision. Of course, we do the reacts, youtube.com slash kind of funny. You can get it on the kind of funny screencast feed, our uh, weekly reactions. Do you watch the promos that start popping? I I forget about them. And then every Thursday, I'm scrolling for news for kind of funny games daily. And I see IGN with their little thumbnail. I'm like, oh, God, no, I, wouldn't, I don't want to watch. I don't want to know what the teasers are. Uh, I don't go out of my way to watch it, but I don't like stop myself. Like, Marvel's sure. good about not fucking yeah, I don't over know their nothing. I don't want to know major nothing, stuff. Though. Yeah, but we're so far in. We know so much at this point. They're not. Gonna I don't even know who Wanda is. I've never even heard point. of this Vision character. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's what I'm up to. Watched Avengers oh, last night. That's where we're at in the rewatch right now. Ooh, the timeline okay. rewatch. Making yeah, some moves. Yeah. We're getting there. Love we're that. getting there. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, enough about that, though. We actually have a huge show for you, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk and unpack that Nintendo Direct. Let's talk and think about the rumors that Silent Hill might be worked on by Team Bloober. And let's talk about Bungie getting bigger and maybe doing a Destiny TV show because this. It's kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can submit your questions. You can submit your squad up requests. You can get the show ad free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it is no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe to get a new episode each and every day and if that wasn't good enough of course you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like scls um dogs h2o is i usually read a bunch of names but your name is really long uh you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight of course we're taking Twitch way more seriously in 2021. After every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, we're streaming video games with Snowbike Mike, our newest hire. So make sure you hang out and check it out. Housekeeping for you. There's a new episode of The Blessing Show up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. What's it all about? It is looking at the first four months of Next Gen. Next Gen, four months later. What are Blessing's conclusions? I don't know, but Godfall's in there, and you got to go watch just for that. Uh, if you need more blessing, he, Tim, Andy, and Kevin have done their reactions to the new Mortal Kombat movie trailer. You can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Tim, what did we think of this Mortal Kombat movie trailer? I can't, with a K, believe how freaking hype and amazing this thing looks. It looks perfect. This looks like exactly what a Mortal Kombat movie should be. Like, is there any chances that this is... Like, I've seen people like, oh, is is this going to be the first amazing video game movie? Uh, I don't think that's ever going to actually happen from a Mortal Kombat movie. I think this is going to be a fantastic Mortal Kombat movie. They're going to give us everything we want. This trailer is already showing us. You should go check out our reactions. Kev, a little something for you. Reptile is in the trailer. I knew it. I knew it. There was one shot where it's like a close-up of someone's, like, face. Is it him? Oh, it's him. We see him get stabbed by Kano. At some point, but 
anyways cool sure stuff okay. uh i there were some scenes in that trailer that i'm just like this movie's in the right hands it was definitely it. i saw it obviously happening this morning there's a lot going on got interviewed by the st louis post dispatch today about uh oh, look at you. Um, yeah yeah, yeah oh, i know look for that article soon uh but uh, i saw it on the the blog rolls on GameSpot, you know ign or on the internet on twitter and i was like oh i'll watch this later i'll prioritize this after i'm done with the actual games show you guys already had your reactions up there's nothing for me to do and when we sat down uh, before the show tim's like did you watch it i'm like no he's like go watch it right now and so i muted everybody and i was watching it like yeah this is fun this is fun and then yeah when we get to the blood knife that's i was like all right this movie yeah. is fucking weird i mean let's go let's yeah, see what's dude. up uh so you catch everybody cool. else's reactions youtube.com slash kind of funny kevin what do you got someone in the chat just said that it reminds it gives them the dragon ball movie vibes and it's like no it doesn't you liar no it doesn't you liar <laughs> yeah that, that's a bad take time yourself out Right there, if you said that. Uh, the Wild Aces take on the Beasts this Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Of course, the Wild Aces are our FCF team. It's fan control football. You get to watch along with us on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Saturday at 5 p.m. You vote on the plays. You have a good time. And I hear Johnny Ace might be showing up and having a cocktail. Ah, but if that wasn't enough for you, our FCF co-owner, Austin Eckler. That's right, from the LA Chargers, uh, is on the Kind of Funny podcast right now, trying to talk Kevin out of his hat. That's not what went down. That's not. What went down. <laughs> Thank you, our Patreon producers: Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trent Berry, Blackjack, Louise Aguirre, uh, aka at Eight Bit Louise, uh, James Davis, aka at James James Davis Makes, and the Nanobiologist. Today, we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, ExpressVPN, and Logitech. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the Roper Report. Well, well let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. We got six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Timothy Robert Geddes. Yesterday, Nintendo broke its silence with the first Nintendo Direct in how many days? 532 days for the first general Nintendo Direct. The world's eyes were on it. We watched it. Of course, you can see the live reactions on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. But today we can unpack it. And so what I want to start with is a question for you to formulate on, to percolate on. All right, mm -hmm. Timothy? I can do that. Was this Nintendo Direct a disappointment? Before you answer, let me run through everything that was inside of this Nintendo Direct. All right. I'm reading from IGN.com. Uh, Adam Bankhurst over there, uh, you know, friend of the show, put up an amazing report, just putting everything in bullet, bullets, which I like a lot. Uh, so here we go. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Pyrrha, and Mirthra joined Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on March 2020, in March 2021. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 news is planned for later this year, but it wasn't there, obviously. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD will be released on Nintendo Switch on July 16th, 2021. The title, which was origi originally released on the Nintendo Wii in 2011, will be playable with motion controls or a new button-only controller scheme. Splatoon 3 has been announced for 2022. Mario Golf Super Rush will be released on the Nintendo Switch on June 25th, 2021. The new Mario Golf game features a speed golf multiplayer mode, motion controls, a story mode, and so much more. Project Triangle Strategy was announced for Switch. The demo is available right now. The game will come in 2022. This is, of course, a spiritual successor to Project Actopath Traveler. Uh, Star Wars Hunters, a new free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer game by Zynga that is set between Return of the Jedi 
Jedi and the Force Awakens is headed to Switch in 2021. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout arrives on Switch in summer 2021. Worth pointing out just because we're here. It's not Nintendo related, but I'll do it anyway. They also confirmed today Xbox 2021. You'll be getting Fall Guys as well. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity had as an expansion pass that was announced. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection was announced for Switch and brings together remasters of Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. The collection will be released June 10th, 2021. Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's also will get coming it. to other consoles. Thank you very much. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons will be getting its Super Mario uh, themed items and costumes on February 25th, 2021, including a warp pipe. And it looks fucking amazing. Nintendo 3DS title Metopia is arriving on Switch May 2021. Outer Wilds is coming to Switch summer 2021. Two Famicom detective games are coming to Switch in 2021. Samurai Warriors 5 will be released on the Nintendo Switch in summer 2021. Legend of Mana Remaster was announced for the uh, Nintendo Switch. Tales from the Borderlands is headed to the Nintendo Switch on March 24th, 2021. Also confirmed for other platforms. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadia surprise released during it on the, uh, the Switch. Stubbs the Zombie, a uh, Rebel Without a Pulse is coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 16th, 2021. No More Heroes 3 will be released on Nintendo Switch on August 27th, 2021. Neon White was announced for Nintendo Switch. Uh, DC Superhero Girls Teen Power arrives on Nintendo Switch on June 4th, 2021. I can't wait. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville brings its 8v8 Eight multiplayer madness to switch on march 19th 2021 knockout city was announced for nintendo switch it's also come other platforms world's end club is arriving on switch in 2021 uh, world's end club is a new game from the creators of danganronpa and the zero escape series ghosts and goblins resurrection will be released on switch on february 25th 2021 and then hades on switch is getting a physical edition on march 19th 2021 along with our art book and the the, the physical edition comes with a pc download code when you just rattle it all off, it's a ton of stuff, Tim. But people, after the fact, were disappointed. Now, granted, it's the internet. People are mad all the time. Now that you've had a day to sit on it, to think on it, to, you, you went to bed, you, Gia, Moose, then Moose's little Mario. Mm-hmm. Where did you wake up today? What is your morning after feel here for the Nintendo Direct? Was it a disappointment? Uh, it's the same place that it was yesterday. Disappointment such a weird word because, yes, the answer is to me, yes. Was it a shock that it was a disappointment? No. And I think that's just where we're at, where we've been at. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of shit from people, and it, it's been bothering me more than normal uh, mm-hmm. with this whole Nintendo thing in the last couple months, I would say. Um, because like, at the end of the day, it's hard to kind of separate your feelings and your fandom uh, about things and to to for everybody to look at it for all the different ways that it works instead of just lumping it into oh everyone's going to be disappointed with nintendo directs no matter what that is simply not true as evidenced by so many times the nintendo directs have been some of the most hype content we've ever had some of the most exciting moments we've ever seen in video game press conferences and those aren't one-offs those aren't like oh it was a fluke there was like a, a string of back-to-back maggers. Uh, and that kind of set an expectation for what we're going to be getting from these things. Go for Can it. Can I bring in a question? Or it's, it's a question, it's a comment, but it's in the same conversation. 
Sapphire Diamond Ruby writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can. It says, morning, KFGD crew. Two questions based on the Nintendo Direct yesterday. Uh, the first one doesn't matter, so I'm tossing it out. Well, I guess it does, because well, we're talking about the pandemic and affecting things. Obviously, everyone's doing the best they can in these circumstances, but do you think the hardcore fans' personal expectations of Nintendo's release schedule from 2017 to 2019 have warped fans' perception and their expectations with 2020 to 2021 when we are living in a different time? This kind of plays into what you're talking about, right? And the fact that, what is your expectation for Nintendo Direct? I would think, personally, and again, I always talk about this as Greg Miller, obviously, who's the PlayStation beat reporter, right? And hasn't connected with a Nintendo platform until the Switch in quite some time. Maybe GameCube was on I, I had a Wii and I really liked it, but I didn't feel like I was in the ecosystem and yada, yada, yada. Um... I would have said, yeah, Nintendo Directs are made for Nintendo fans, and that's fine or whatever. And then I think when Switch came around and they started cooking with Switch, it was that thing that I was getting hyped for all sorts of announcements and things are happening. I think I might have fallen into what Sapphire Diamond Ruby's talking about, that this release schedule 2017 to 2019 was like, oh, my God, Nintendo's fucking crushing it. And then to have them pivot, whether it be COVID or just their release schedule to 2020, 2021 now, what it is, maybe that is part of it. Do you think that's arguable, uh, Tim? I mean, I think it's arguable, but I don't think that that is the end-all be-all in the way that I feel like it's been presented to me so many times recently when this conversation slash debate has been going on. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, the pandemic is affecting all of us, everyone, and I, I have nothing but sympathy for that and nothing but understanding. But as critics and pundits of the video game industry... I think that it's a little bizarre for us to look at Nintendo and be like, oh, well, they're, they're, it's only like this because of the pandemic. When we're looking at Xbox and Sony, who launched next-gen systems last year and who came out with a bunch of games. And like, look sure. at what look at Sony's... Because I'm looking at Nintendo Directs and Nintendo, and I'm talking about them and critiquing them right now, not just as what games are you putting out, but also how are you presenting your announcements and what are you announcing to keep me excited as a Nintendo fan? And those are the same things the same criteria that I'm you're doing that for xbox and playstation xbox well. and playstation right that's where and i stopped in the beginning when i was reading your question because uh, or uh, their question is that i don't know if the pandemic compared to xbox it matters as much where i think that nut of it you know did the expectations nintendo's done with the switch's life cycle so far set expectations high compared to where we are now which i think is an interesting question covid notwithstanding but I, I, I think that, you know, you can't take you can't separate those things because there it's there's a reason. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, Nintendo is a much more Japanese company than Xbox or PlayStation these days, you know, especially mm-hmm. with PlayStation's headquarters now being here. You yeah. know, it's like the, there has been a, a definite shift over the years and Nintendo hasn't shifted. Nintendo of America is second to Nintendo of Japan. And uh, that obviously because of that, because of their, the work ethic and the way that things work over there, the pandemic has affected them differently than it affected PlayStation and Xbox. And that's what we're seeing here. And I understand that. And that's why I'm not surprised that this is the output we're getting. Uh, but taking Sapphire Diamond Ruby's question and looking at it in the chat, VestFest said something that I think uh, is really important to call out here. The problem is they give us no evidence that we should have high expectations, yet we have them anyway. And that sets us up for a disappointment no matter what they announce. I disagree with that entirely because their expectations that they've set are the lineage and history of the entire Nintendo ecosystem, which as of the Switch means they are developing for one system, not two. It is no longer the Wii U and the 3DS. It is just the Switch. So that means that we should be getting more games, not less games, Mm. four Mm. years into the thing. The expectation is set there. And even if not more, maybe higher quality, like there has to be some type of 
uh, value proposition being added to this because at the end of the day, as a Nintendo fan, I had the 3DS and I bought 3DS games and I had a Wii U and I bought Wii U games. Then they ported them all to the Switch and I bought them again. You know what I mean? It's like totally. we're, we're at this place where the expectations are for a Nintendo Direct. We're going to get some Wii U ports. We're going to get some third-party announcements. We're going to get some awesome major announcements from the many, many, many Nintendo first-party studios and partners that they have. So that's why when... We see something like this, and a 50-minute Nintendo Direct is announced that I walk away saying I'm disappointed even when they announced a couple games that look really cool, like Project Triangle, Mario Golf, Golf is, a, is, a, is, a, is a big one, right? And all of that, Skyward Sword HD. So with all of that, it's kind of like, well, we can definitely critique the format because I think that that was uh, pretty, pretty bad of a presentation for, like... When it comes to 50 minutes of stuff where, you know, we can always say like, well, there's something for everybody. But it's like at that point, it's like, then why are we even talking about this? You know, it's like there has to be some level of good or bad that we're talking about this because they have done good ones. We've seen many good ones. And for people that are like, well, this one was good to me. It's like, all right, I feel like you're just being combative because you know what I'm talking about. Like the things that you liked about this one could have been here. And the things other people liked could have been there too. Because yeah, they think, have that oh, many sorry. teams. And there's been so many games on the Switch that we have not. What are their teams doing? What are they working on? We don't know. And that's where the pandemic comes in. And that's all that stuff. But there's just a double, triple, quadruple whammy at this point against Nintendo. I feel it's so hard to do this. And we, you know, critique these things. We talk about these things. We did disappoint. Where do they rank? Yada, yada, yada. All these different questions. For this one in particular, I feel that's a weird one for a number of different reasons. But I do think it's the promise of 15 minutes. It's coming out of the blocks more than 500 days after you did your last thing. And it's delivering a, again, when you read through the list and there's all these games, it's a lot of content. And it's great to put it out there and say it. But I consider myself when it comes to Nintendo, right? It's my exclusives machine. I'm a mainstream Nintendo fan. Right, like I'm not turning on my Switch every day, every week to play something different. Honestly, it's been an Animal Crossing machine for the most part throughout of it, right? With the exception of stuff like Hades or you know the occasional Mario thing. But you look at this then, and this is a Nintendo Direct that I would say is not reflecting the mainstream focus of the Switch and the success of the Switch. And that's not me taking away from these games, but it's me reading through a bunch of games and I'm like, I'm glad these are here for those fans, but they're not something to pull me in. Granted, I got my Mario Golf, so I'm not going to complain. Like I got, there was something for me. We always bring it up. The Adam boys, you know, conversation after one of the PSXs, right. Of talking about planning a, th a conference and you put out 12 games. You hope that two of them connect for every different person so that everyone can walk away saying it. But for me to walk away saying, man, Mario Golf Super Rush, let's fucking go. And this next week's Animal Crossing content, let's fucking go. That's still 50 minutes I watched to get two things out of it. And I think, you yeah. know, today there was a, a, a good tweet, I thought, a telling tweet of somebody who watched our content of us watching it and giving us a, a reflection of it. And what he mentioned was going from all of us popping for, for uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, all of us freaking out, to then get to the end of the show and all of us go be like, 
wow, woof, that wasn't a great show. I mean, Mario Golf was cool or whatever. But like, that's like the kind of thing where that, would that announcement have stood stronger on its own if we woke up to a trailer one day and that was the news rather than that news is inserted into 50 minutes of shit, I'm glad you're excited for in these characters that are coming to Smash that like, keeps pushing me further and further from ever turning on Smash. Like, And I know everybody's different. People are freaked. People are stoked about Samurai Warriors 5. People are, Jared Petty's stoked about the Famicom stuff. Like, I get it. I know that there's an audience for it. I'm not trying to say you don't deserve it. It's just the way this was packaged, I don't feel was the best way possibly forward for it. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I just think that the with with the idea of Mario Golf looking good, and by the end of it, we're kind of just like, whatever. Um, in the direct, I said something like, they should just put the Mario Golf trailer on Twitter. And a lot of people were like, Tim, literally when they did that for Paper Mario, you're like, they should have put it in a direct. I want it clear. They should put it in a good direct. Like they should put it in a direct that is uh, sandwiched with hype smash announcements and a Zelda anniversary set of announcements. Here's the 35th like, anniversary. Here's what we're doing all year long. This is, yeah, exactly. In, instead what we got and, and like, look, at the end of the day, it's not like any of these announcements themselves are that bad. It's just they are packaged in our first Nintendo Direct in 532 days. And we get a Smash character announcement, one of the last remaining Smash character announcements that made so many people happy because there's a lot of Xenoblade fans out there. But when you look at the Smash character pack, uh, the DLC characters, Joker, Hero, Banjo-Kazooie, Terry, Byleth, Min Min, Steve from Minecraft, Sephiroth. Of all of those, there's a couple that stand out, and they're the Nintendo-owned ones. It's Byleth, it's Min Min. You know? It's like, and now it's uh, Pyrrha. Where it's like, okay. It's not that, like, I'm, I'm, I'll take any character. I just, I love the game, I want to play, sure. I want to get the spirits, all that stuff. But it's like, there's no denying that even if you love Xenoblade, Pyrrha's not nearly as exciting of a oh shit thing as Master Chief or Sora or third party thing in the the ilk of Joker or Sephiroth or Steve from Minecraft, Banjo Kazooie, that type of stuff. And that's kind of like when we're talking about expectations, like we we they've set the expectations that anything is possible with Smash. So when something that seems very obvious happens, it's just less exciting. That's all. It's still gonna be just as fun. But in a Nintendo Direct that we're excited for and hyped up, that's talking about that focuses on Super Smash Brothers, that they said, and then we get this. It's like okay, that's fine. You know, yeah, and then and then moving on from that, like the Zelda stuff, honestly, like that this there are people that love Skyward Sword, but guess what? It's not like people don't love Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. They could have just also added those, you know, the going Which to, the rumor is, point. yeah, the rumor is right after everybody got cooking yesterday, the rumor started hitting on Twitter that that they are coming this year. Those remakes as well or uh, HD, you know what I mean? Rem remasters. Yeah. I mean, but either way, at the end of the day, those are just ports. Those are just sure. like no, more, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing. But cool, but still, we want those ports, so I'm not gonna be mad at that. But then even looking at that Project Triangle, that looks great, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I Mario mean, Kart. I, I love Octopath. Yeah. And as I downloaded the demo. It's awesome. The Project Triangle. Yeah. Uh, but then Mario Golf, it's in the middle, and and we're hyped about it. You are especially hyped about it. But at the end of the day, as a Nintendo fan, I gotta be here and I gotta tell you guys that looking at that it gives me mario party and mario tennis vibes way more than it gives me vibes of the other franchises on the switch so far and that concerns me like sure. 
Well, and he game, was quick to point out all the you know, it's, where are the shadows where you yeah. know what I mean like why does the game look like that and it's like the uh, there's a story mode it's like fuck that's awesome like that's what we are kind of looking there was also a story mode in, in tennis. Mario Tennis man and we did not like it <laughs> you know? and it's like for the little we saw like this story mode doesn't look like the Game Boy Color Mario Golf RPG type story mode so it's just one of those things where for all the people that are like you'll never be happy there's stuff in here it's like well even the stuff in here I'm a little bit like trepidatious about or i have reason to not be you know losing my shit over um let me bring in some other people here sorry because i uh, there was one from the chat that i want leads into a question it's a me bt in the chat says a lot of the announcements should have been a lot of the announcements should have been quote this should have been a tweet it just felt like bloat which leads me to Tom Dak 99 who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and said Nintendo had a very okay direct yesterday that would not have been out of place if directs had never stopped yet there is a widespread disappointment across the internet about the quality so this had me thinking did Nintendo need to bring directs back or are they better off without them there was a similar question they didn't make the cut here about like should they have just stuck to minis should they have not done directs like is this this isn't the fault of a direct tim but is it the fault of how much pressure is on to be like we're doing a direct 50 minutes after 500 days i mean nintendo needs directs man and like, if anything it's just proven by the other companies last year every other company did it and a lot of them nailed it some of them didn't but it's like when we look at what playstation did last year with its two major ps5 reveal event things and showing off the lineup of games that they had they weren't state of plays, but you know mm-hmm. they might as well have been, especially with the working from home stuff. It's like there wasn't a big stage presentation or anything. It, it functioned like a Nintendo Direct, and it was banger after banger. We have a great understanding of the games we have in 2021. Some might get pushed, but we at least know what our, our PS5 and even sure. PS4 lineup this year looks like. We got great games last year from it, right? Whereas with Nintendo, it's like we're looking at the lineup, and like we got a couple dates. I mean, even what they said to expect from this Direct, when we actually finished it, it's kind of like, okay, you said Smash stuff, you said focusing on the first half of the year and on existing titles. There wasn't too much of that stuff. There was a lot of 2022 in this, right? Sure. And so that's just, that's all kind of weird. And then we, we see the list of 2021 games they have, and it's like, all right, of, of the early 2021s, like that's, that, it's cool. But for the vast library of franchises that Nintendo has, none of these are like the top tier ones and a lot of the top tier ones are due for a installment in some shape or form agree yeah i think it's just this fact of uh how much expectations were on you to come out and for you to say you're going to do this and then come out and and deliver like i think what uh, tom talks about right a very okay direct a direct that has something in there for people but enough that it wears it down over time where yes i, I you know I, we, we i know people want to say uh, whether it's you or me or whatever they want it both ways of this should have been a direct this should have been a trailer like it would have done more for mario golf to have that be a, a, its own announcement its own press release its own trailer and not have it inside of this thing that now the, the conversation around it is like what the hell was this yeah you know it's it's a lot. The last thing I would say about the, the PlayStation comparison, because I really want to be clear about this, is sure. there we, we had all our PS4 announcements over the last couple of years, like through their E3s and stuff, that you know we had the games like Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, Last of Us 2, that we knew we were kind of building towards, right? And then there was like a while, maybe like a year and a half or so, where we didn't get any really major new announcements because we knew the PS5 was looming. 
And then once the PS5 happened, then we had that thing. And all of a sudden it was like Horizon and Miles Morales and God of War Ragnarok and uh, uh, freaking Gran Turismo 7 and Ratchet and Clank. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. All these things that we expect from them, not because they told us to expect them, but because we understand how their teams work. This is exactly where we're at with Nintendo, where 2017 to 2018, sure, they had a bunch of fantastic installments and even 19 on, uh, on the Switch. And then they started porting a bunch of stuff. It's like, okay, well, it's been a couple of years now. Where are where's the, the wave of where, the other stuff? Where, yeah. Where's the yeah. wave of the next thing? Especially when you talk about the 3DS stuff. Like, it's it's just it's a lot, man. And and the last thing I want to say here is uh, someone commented on the video yesterday. For Tim being a Nintendo guy, I'm surprised by how few Nintendo series he actually plays sometimes. And that made me think for a bit. And I started writing stuff out, and it made me realize how many franchises Nintendo has that I love that we're not seeing new stuff of right now. And so I'll put this out here. 2D Mario, 3D Mario, 3D World Style Mario, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, 2D Metroid, 3D Metroid, Mario Party, 2D Zelda, 3D Zelda, Multiplayer Zelda, F-Zero, Star Fox, Fire Emblem, 2D Yoshi, Punch-Out, 2D Donkey Kong, Bayonetta, if you count it, Arms, Paper, like Classic Paper Mario, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, 2D Wario, Wave Race, Kid of Cares, literally anything on Smash Brothers. The only franchises that I don't really fuck fake with. Nindo, fake Nintendo fan. Animal Crossing, Xenoblade, Kirby, and Pikmin. Those are the ones that I just don't vibe with. Which, like, that explains a lot. Last year, didn't do much for me. But I am not alone there. That's the thing. Animal Crossing did a lot for a lot of people. But... (laughs) How long can Animal Crossing hold Switch owners? <laughs> can it the biggest thing about 2022. Yeah, I you didn't vibe with it, and that that in that you know is your opinion. That is what your you know diagnosis of the year was, right? And that's how that's how these things work. Where it's like I know if you're totally into the Japanese scene, you probably enjoyed this direct way more than me on games that I won't play, and I'm not that they shouldn't exist. It's just this. How do you gauge disappointment? It's such an interesting thing, and it's a conversation that continues to happen online and, you know, in the comments, I'm sure, of this video. So have at you. Have at it. Tim, mm-hmm. let's talk about another big franchise, Silent Hill. Uh, we are going to start at gamesindustry.biz, where Brendan Sinclair had an interview with Bluebird Team's CEO, uh, Petro Baby No. Uh, yeah, I think I nailed it too. Uh, and basically, it's a whole bunch of stuff about Bloober. Of course, they made the medium. Of course, they made Layers of Fear. They did a Blair Witch. Uh, but then we get into this thing here. Two paragraphs that are going to set the world on fire. The Medium is a project on the edge for Bloober Team, uh, straddling the company's old approach and its new one. Uh, again, Bloober Team CEO Baby No said, uh, says uh, the studio plans to make quote advanced double A games with triple A quality of graphics and animation, but of course a little bit smaller. End quote. He adds, quote, "In fact, we've been working for more than a year on another gaming project, another horror IP, and we're doing this with a very famous gaming publisher." I can't tell you who, I can't tell you what the project is, but I'm pretty sure when people realize we're working on it, they will be very excited, end quote. Then the interview went back to talking about Bluebird and everything that's going on. This set Twitter on fire, of course, of talking about what could this be, where are we going, blah, blah, blah. We go to VGC where Andy Robinson reported on what I just said, but then had all of this context. The comments have caused fans to speculate that the Polish developer could be working on Silent Hill, the Konami horror series that has reportedly been shopped around by the publisher in recent years. Earlier this month, YouTube channel The Great Debate even published an hour-long video presenting evidence that this could be the case, including comments from Silent Hill composer uh, Akira Yamaoka, uh, claiming that he was working on a second project for Bloober in addition to making music for the medium. 
However, VGC understands that Konami already outsourced a Silent Hill project to a prominent Japanese developer with a reveal due this summer. If Bloober Team is also working on Silent Hill, then that would mean that the two franchise reboots, I'm sorry, that two franchise reboots are in the works, something that industry insiders have suggested could be Konami's intention. For example, two people with knowledge of the Japanese publisher's plans told VGC that it had approached Dark Pictures developer Supermassive to pitch a Silent Hill reboot, but the project was ultimately not signed. Separate sources told VGC uh, that the Japanese Silent Hill project was something of a departure from past Silent Hill games. So this also matches suggestions that Konami was looking to license alternative takes on the horror series. Earlier this month, Konami denied it asked for a video interview featuring the Silent Hill composer Akira uh, Yamaoka uh, to be removed from YouTube. Uh, Yamaoka uh, appeared in a YouTube video by channel Alhub, or maybe AI Hub, uh, in which uh, he teased his next game project and said it was, quote, the one you've been hoping to hear about, but the video was quickly pulled from public listings. Tim, is Bloober working on Silent Hill? Uh, I'd be shocked. I don't think so. You know, there's a lot of evidence here that they are, but like that, that feels weird to me, feels off to me. I've always associated Bloober with Xbox, and I, I, Definitely, my gut tells me that the Silent Hill project is going to be PlayStation. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it either, and I don't see them doing two Silent Hills at once or even at the same time and flooding the market. I guess you would, you're Konami, but like the Japanese, them working with a Japanese developer on a Japanese Silent Hill project makes a lot of sense, and obviously you expect that to eventually come back in some place. If if it isn't Silent Hill, what do you think the what do you think Team Bloober is working on when they say that they're working on it with a big game? Yeah, we're doing this with a very famous gaming partner, a very famous gaming publisher, another horror IP. What could that be? You think? I mean, I I when they say horror IP, I don't think it necessarily means that the IP has to be a video game. Mm-hmm. They could be working with a different developer on a Blair Witch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's in their legacy. Lineage. So. Yeah, they've yeah. already done it, right? And I think that that's where I went before all the Silent Hill stuff got involved. The fact that you go out of your way to say, we're working on another gaming project, another horror IP, uh, and we're doing this with a very famous gaming publisher. It, my first reaction was that, oh, they're talking about a movie. They're working on halloween the game they're yeah. working on a freddy krueger game and then it gets interesting when we're doing this with a very famous publisher obviously who do you want to jump around and go with but i mean i look at it could be another playstation thing and it could be another second party they'll call it first party in the very same way they did it with uh, predator hunting grounds and it was hey elphonic make this predator game or you know they're already working on a predator game or whatever however that came to be but make us one exclusively you raised the good point and you're right on the money that of course bloober i do equate to be an xbox studio for the most part as well right of course yeah. medium xbox exclusive before that blair witch launched first on xbox like they do have a lineage there in terms of what they're doing even though layers of fear was everywhere yeah, it's not a lock into Xbox. It just kind of, sure. you know, in the history of the last couple of years, especially, I feel like we've seen that kind of happen, like even like with Insomniac, right? And then they get like uh, bought up where I can see, I can believe Microsoft buys Bloober in the next year or two. So yeah. going with that, it's like, I can imagine that this is already in line with that. Uh, what's more interesting to me about this, I mean, I'm interested in Silent Hill. I believe Silent Hill exists. I don't think it's Bloober. I do think we're going to hear about it this year. I do think it's a Japanese developer. Uh, I, I can't imagine a Silent Hill. Silent Hill is so intrinsically Japanese. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that, that stuff's necessary for like that touch. 
Um, but I'm excited that there's another game that Konami's talking about two franchise reboots. Um, and one of them is not this because what's that mean? It's either Metal Gear or Castlevania. I mean, from the chat over here, Commodore Fez says, but guys, Bloober Team, Parasite Eve. And I have heard a lot of rumblings on the internet in the past few weeks about a Parasite Eve uh, game coming. To there has been rumblings, yes. You know what I mean? I, me and Blessing have had our ear to the ground on that one. We seem to be making it happen, but yeah. Yeah, I, it's exciting to, yes, have Konami actually talking to people about using their IP. It's what we've talked about and asked for for so long, right? As they went to the pachinko parlor. We're like, that's great. Uh, can you just license out your IP and let other people do it? Like, I'd love to see a new Silent Hill and a you know, radically different take and yada, 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 which they're talking about from these Japanese developers. Cool. Do a departure. It's been long enough. That name has cachet. What could it be? What could you reinvent Silent Hill to be? And then if not that, what other Konami uh, IP do you want to you know, reach back into? Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Not long, apparently, though, as news for the Silent Hill, according to VGC and Andy Robinson, will be coming this summer from what their sources have said. Uh, interesting, too, I would have loved to have known what the Supermassive pitch was for a Silent Hill reboot. Because a Supermassive, they need a, they need a win. They need to get back on the train. Until Dawn, such an unmitigated success, you know, or undefeated success, I'll say, uh, came out of nowhere, right? Everybody loved that game. It was in development hell for so long and then turned out to be something really special. And then everything they've done with Dark Pictures and Anthologies just has not hit. And I think part of that problem is trying to turn them as quickly as they're trying to turn them. I think being cross-platform, I think, I, you know, I don't know how God only knows in terms of like, you know, how, I know they want to make so many of them, but I don't know what the deal is with Bandai, Bandai Namco in terms of if they have to turn them quicker than they need to. But I don't think those games hold a candle to what Until Dawn does personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, I have yeah. more gaming news to tell you about. But let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you didn't know there, you could go there. Uh, you could be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get it with that exclusive post show we do each and every day. But speaking of that middle section, the ads, let me tell you about our sponsors. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses and sure they all look alike. The same goes for pillows. But peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open air channels designed to neutralize body heat, Purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting edge technology doesn't stop with the mattress. Every Purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. Kind of Funny loves the Purple mattress. Joey Noel herself has been sleeping on a Purple mattress and says she sleeps like a baby. And... You can try every Purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns, and Purple has financing available for as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the Purple Grid, and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com games10 and use the promo code GAMES10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off your order of $200 or more. That's purple.com games10, promo code GAMES10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Terms apply. ExpressVPN is our next sponsor. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. That's right. Starting at the end of this month, they'll be raising prices once again. Now, you could just cancel your subscription and protest, or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth with ExpressVPN. See, you might not know. 
what's on X and what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from what someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs using express VPN kind of funny can control what country we want Netflix to think we're in express VPN has over 90 countries to choose from. So every time you run out of stuff to watch, you could just switch to another country and unlock new shows right now. You could be watching your favorite new anime, but maybe it's not on us Netflix. But with just one tap of the button, ExpressVPN lets you, me, and anybody change their location to whatever country they want so they can watch it. And here's the best part. If you're not, it's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. Use it for BBC iPlayer. It's free and only available in the UK. ExpressVPN is also super fast and works with your phone, laptop, even smart TVs, so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of the content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com games. Don't forget to use our link so you can get three months extra for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com games. Expressvpn.com games to learn more. And our final sponsor of the day is Logitech. Logitech G Pro X Super Light Gaming Mouse is designed with the world's leading pros to engineer the world's best competitive gaming mouse. With hyper-minimal redesign, uh, Pro X Super Light is our lightest and fastest pro mouse ever, weighing in at under just 63 grams. Almost 25% lighter than the standard pro wireless mouse. Logitech G exclusive Hero 25K sensor provides unrivaled precision, speed, and consistency. Pro X Superlight delivers extreme accuracy and ultra-fine control for complete confidence, especially during the intense split-second moments of tournament play. Andy Cortez, he's out there all the time going pew, 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 clicking heads. He's got to drag Nick along. He needs this. He needs the Pro X Superlight because he needs that ultra-fine control. Pew, 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 pew. Powered by light speed, Pro X Superlight is the fastest and most reliable pro mouse yet and is available in black and white for a limited time logitech g is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com use the code kind of funny daily free ship 215 for express shipping today that's express shipping for all logitech g products with the promo code kind of funny daily free ship 215 hurry now since after this promotion the promo code expires in three days kind of funny daily Daily free free ship ship I'll tell you what, man. I'm glad you had the reaction. You were off camera, but your eyes went wide because when I read it on Tuesday, I just couldn't. I I laughed. I laughed. And I'm out. It's a good deal. We just need to shorten it. Let's shorten the promo code up a bit. That's all I'm saying. Let's tighten it up. Let me know. Let me me tell you. I have tried. I know. (laughs) No, no, no. No explaining anybody. Kind of funny daily free ship 215. There go. you go. But uh, yeah, go in there and have some fun. Uh, number three, let's talk about the big moves happening at Bungie. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. Uh, Destiny developer Bungie has big plans for the future. The company has reconfirmed its plans to launch its mysterious new IP by 2025, while the company is expanding the physical size of its Bellevue, Washington office and opening a brand new publishing outfit in Amsterdam. Additionally, Bungie has teased plans to extend the Destiny franchise beyond games while there has been a leadership shakeup on the development team as well. Let's start with the new IP. Bungie said it plans to launch the new IP before 2025, but nothing is known about this game. In 2018, the Chinese internet company invested... I miss... Mm. I don't think I missed a paragraph. I'm interested. He's talking. mm. Uh, Invested $100 million into Bungie to help the company make non-Destiny games, so this new IP might be one of them. That's Tencent, right? I don't know why he didn't reference Tencent in this. Maybe I... I don't think I cut anything out of his article. That makes sense. Mm, I'm, I don't, a rare, 
a rare miss from Eddie. Uh, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons first mentioned uh, his hope of releasing a new non-Destiny IP back in 2025, back in 2019. But this is the first time Bungie is cementing that hope in writing. Bungie has promoted uh, Johnny Ebert to Chief Creative Officer and Zach Russell to General Manager of Incubation to work on these new franchises. They will, quote, build and drive the creative vision and foundation for Bungie's future worlds alongside the next generation of leaders at Bungie with new plans to bring at least one new IP to market before... 2025 into the new office uh, to support the continued development of destiny 2 and work on the new ip bungie is creating a bigger office space for itself the company is currently expanding the bellevue washington hq bringing the size from 84,000 square feet to 208 square feet the office is scheduled to open in the fall of 2022 quote in addition to building state-of-the-art facilities to support the growth and development of talented employees one of the primary drivers of bungie's expansion is to increase the commitment to the long-term development of destiny 2 tell new stories in the destiny universe and create entirely new worlds in to be announced ips bungie said in this press release the new facility will include a reimagining of its bellevue Washington-based studio uh, to support multiple projects, as we've already talked about. And then, what are they going to do with this IP that is Destiny? Uh, It also sounds like a Destiny TV show or movie is on the way, as Bungie's press release said it hopes to expand Destiny into, quote, additional media. As part of this initiative, Bungie has promoted Mark Noseworthy to become the vice president of the Destiny universe, while Luke Smith, friend of the show, will become the executive creative director of the Destiny universe. These two will, quote, oversee and prepare for the expansion of the Destiny universe into additional media, end quote. Uh, Taking over for Noseworthy and Smith will be Destiny 2 general manager uh, Justin Truman, who will run Destiny 2 going forward. And then, as we talked about before, new Amsterdam office. Uh, They're going to be having a new Amsterdam office in 2022. Bungie will conduct publishing and marketing operations from there. Tim, a lot of business, business, business stuff there. Mm -hmm. Adjust your tie. Take your briefcase out of there. What do you think about the new IP? And then what do you think about Destiny going forward? Uh, New IP, very exciting to me. Big fan of Bungie as a whole. You know, obviously, everyone knows how much I love the old Halo games. Uh, Destiny, not my vibe just because I'm not into the whole online multiplayer thing like that. But from a gameplay perspective, Destiny feels fantastic. So not mad about that. If they're going to be working on a a new IP, first-person shooter or otherwise, I'm I'm interested. Very interested. They're a very talented team. And especially now that they're independent, love to see them, you know, spread their wings. Let's see what happens here. Uh, The Destiny TV show or movie seems like an odd choice to me. Uh, It doesn't seem like a good decision. I I definitely am not the target audience, not being a Destiny fan, but I, I just don't think regardless of me being a fan, I don't think that there are enough people out there that are clamoring for this type of content for them to make it worth making for this to turn into a major success. And that's just the reality of it's hard to cross mediums. You know, like it's, it's very rare. We've seen success stories there. And, you know, I mean, we just watched the Mortal Kombat trailer and I'm excited for that, but it's Mortal Kombat. It's a story about a bunch of people fighting in violent ways. Like there's not much there. I wonder if it can mean comic books or something smaller than a TV or movie. Not that there's not there, obviously, you know, with everything's going on in Destiny and, you know, you got your ghosts and you got your big, uh, your big orb. I forget the name of the fucking moon that's over you or whatever. But, like, there's stuff going on there. There's a detail of the lore and world to it. I guess you could, but I don't know. Uh, and then also it's the I, – what I find interesting as they go through this is talking about the commitment to Destiny 2. 
Like they're very much calling out Destiny 2 as a platform that it's going to go forward. Do you think we ever see a Destiny 3? Do you think Destiny 2 is supported forever? Like how does that all shake out for you, Tim, as somebody looking from the outside in? Also, from your wrong, Seb Kino says, Bungie took the $100 million investment from NetEase, not Tencent. Thank you. I'm not sure if that was a copy-paste error on my part or something that was left out of the original story. Interesting. Um, I will – I'll start – okay, sorry. There's a lot here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I do think that – I'm surprised that Destiny 2 is still called Destiny 2. I thought that, and we talked about it for years, years ago at this point, that we thought that they were just going to rebrand it, just be Destiny as Destiny. a platform. Yeah. But I just think they couldn't have done that. And I understand now looking back, like just with how the expansions were coming out, without the whole them leaving, what's the opposite of acquisition? Departure. Um, them leaving the company. Free agency. To, to, to become their own thing. Like I, I think that you know there's, they needed a, a couple years to get on their own feet and to get to this point where they're talking about their expansion, they're talking about their new studio and how they're going to, you know, work, how they're going to function independently. So with that, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we get a type of rebrand of this platform. Sure. Uh, going forward. I don't think we'll ever see a destiny three. Yeah. You think those keep adding to it? It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they've they've been clear. And one of the things I loved about them breaking away from Activision was no longer shying away from calling it an MMO. So yeah, you see expansion after expansion. Why would you move people off that universe? It would, yeah. I mean, if you can keep, especially if you've got it up and running to where you want it right now on PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, PC, right? That if it looks great and feels great already, then just keep adding to it and then max out that stuff and really worry about what's going on. I guess in terms of the content going forward, I do have yeah. a question here uh, from the one and only Borzin Double Zero, who of course runs the kind of funny Destiny Two clan on PC today. Bungie announced that Destiny is going to have more media dedicated to expand the universe. Now, Greg, you yourself on this show have said you don't see a Destiny TV show slash movie being a good thing, but here we are looking at that as a possibility. And I have to ask, would this bring you, a lapsed player, or any lapsed player, back? Destiny has been seen as this hardcore-only experience for a few years now in the public eyes and with a ton of the lore and story seen as big, crazy, convoluted mess by the public. I find convincing people to play has become an issue. The game itself has people thinking it is dead, even though the game is, a, is in a constant top 15 game streaming on Twitch. Do you think external media of any kind will convince people to pick up the game and give it a shot, or do you think only the Destiny Hardcore will like it? No, this is assuming whatever media released is good. It's a good question, Borzin. I don't know what would bring me back to Destiny. I enjoyed Destiny 1 for, for vanilla and then bounced, and I did what? I think I came back for one of the expansions I was talking about. And then Destiny 2, I played through, I platinumed, I did the raid that was all there through that you know release date to December, and then I put it down and never to pick it up again. And I've picked it up for streams. I remember I did one charity stream with Andrea, and it was like I picked it up and played with it, and it was multiplayer, so or, you know it was a... Uh, PvP, so it wasn't my jam, but I've just never felt the call to go back. And even when I talk to Fran about it, or listen to Fran talk about it, or look in on his streams and what he's doing, he's always grinding for something in a way that just doesn't seem like what I'd want to do. I don't know. Well, it's a weird fault. thing that's that I enjoy. I know, I know, I know. I just don't have the pull to go back when there are there is a Division Two. When there is, I know. Go ahead and just beat me to death in the comments. And Avengers games, I would, I really like the gameplay of, and I like the world more. I'd rather go play there. Avengers, I need content. I'm waiting for content. I know, I know, I know. Uh, and it, it it goes into um, shit. What's the one that just got its uh, uh Outriders right? It just had its uh, beta announced today, or times announced for today. Everything you need to know about the beta. And that was a game that was not on my radar. And then when Andy was talking about it on Games Cast, right? 
I was like, is this a game I would like? Expecting a firm no. And he was like, yes. Are you kidding me? Like, it's like division. It's third person. You're running around. You're doing stuff. You're playing. And I went and looked at a video of it. I was I just watching it. I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, getting in on the ground floor is always more exciting than t- to me than, oh, I'm going to come back to Destiny after two years and yeah. try to figure out what the hell I'm doing and what my weapons are and why, why, what the hell's going on. So this is really interesting to me uh, from a couple of perspectives because this the Destiny being Bungie and them thinking about kind of com- going into some you know cross-medium uh, stuff for this, it reminds me of back in the day with Halo where the Halo books were fantastic. And they were mm-hmm. some of the, the first video game, like non-video game related media, th- or sorry, video game related media that aren't video games that I ever consumed. And like Fall of Reach was amazing. And essentially uh, they took the story and characters from the books and made games based on them later. Like it worked in, in very interesting ways. Like everyone that read those books loved them. Uh, but Halo, the TV show that's still going to happen one day, eventually, whatever. It's like, it never kind of like got off the ground enough. And like any, any time they've ever done the live action Halo stuff, it just hasn't worked, you know? So yeah. it didn't hit that way. However, we look at everything you just said about destiny. We'll get you to play. Look at Witcher on Netflix, right? That's my quality, thing. Yeah. When the quality is there, when the level of like, it, when it's not just, oh yeah, there's a show based on a thing, but it's, yo, this is really good show. It's also based on this IP. That's where we need to be. And look at the numbers for how much Witcher 3 sold after Witcher came out on Netflix. That can happen with Destiny if it's good. I don't have faith that you can do a Destiny sci-fi on that scale for like on Netflix or something. The interesting thing about that question, and I don't know, obviously, and again, the content would have to be great, and yada, yada, yada. I think that if Destiny uh, TV show, Netflix, whatever, movie come out, came out and was great, I think that could have a great shot of getting new players to come to it. But I do, I wonder how much of an uphill struggle that would be to bring in old players. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I played it and I had a great time, but I've, I haven't played it in years, and I know all my friends are 300 hours, and I mean, and that's being that's being lenient in front of me on everything and like do i is uh, it's this weird thing where i don't i mean i remember good times with Cade and the ghosts and stuff but i don't think of destiny as a story game it was a running and shooting game and like i just don't see what would drag me back to it not that i have bad feelings about it i really enjoyed my time i really enjoyed the raid but i feel like the train's just so far out of the station now like why would i come back yeah, a lot of people in the chat are saying that the The Witcher technically is based on books. I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, and that's right. that's, excuse me. But I mean, that's right. I mean, it's like that's where the quality goes, right? It's like that. That's why The Witcher can be what it is. Is like there's actually a lot there to base it on. Whereas a Destiny show, a little bit more limited on what it what it can present and how main the mainstream appeal of that. Uh, but I will say to your point, and granted, Destiny is a, a much bigger game to have to get back into. It's not just like a jump it and play type thing. But watching the Mortal Kombat trailer today, guess what I'm doing tonight, Greg? I'm going to get into a little Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Oh. I got it downloading. I'm excited. Like, it, I just want to re- replay a little bit of it just because I'm like, y'all won me over. If you put out something good, it excites you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, totally. But I, I just, again, the, the something good part, that's, that's real hard. Hard is the Uncharted movie going to inspire me to play Uncharted again? Hopefully. 
I think about it every so often. Nathan Drake collection, go back for those three platinums, and I'm just like, I do not want to play Uncharted 1 on Crushing again. Like, under no circumstances do I feel like that's what I want to do. Uh, real quick, I saw somebody in the chat. It's way gone now. Wait, wait Outriders has a, a beta date? It's actually the demo. Sorry. One of the things they called out that this was not a beta. This was a demo. Uh, February 25th, the Outriders d- demo drops, and you can go play that over the weekend. Uh, I digress, though. Let's move on. We got a couple of quick hits before we get you out of here. Number four, Fall Guys is coming to Xbox. I already said that, but again, coming uh, ex- summer 2020 to xbox also they pushed an update live to fix a couple different things uh it removes this is their tweet remove the seesaw level variation with vertical seesaws that were causing an impasse slash deadlock slash stalemate and then remove the fall mountain variation with the spinner at the end it was causing some weird issues with crown grabbing so if you're already playing fall guys new things have changed and if you're not switch and xbox this summer it will be interesting to see if it's cross play when it comes out that'd be what we want I th- I saw. Oh no, sorry. I thought that uh, Snowbike Mike was extremely good at, at Fall Guys, and he is. But uh-huh. I watched a stream of Alfredo and Jackie and Meg Turney and uh, Michael Jones playing. Yeah. Holy shit! It is scary how good they are. Yeah. Seeing Jackie Butler just like jump and grab things and just like kind of like beat everyone. It's like I, you beat this level three times faster than I thought it was even possible to move across it. Crazy shit. Go check it out. Go check out Alfredo and Jackie. Uh, not Michael, not Meg. Just stay away from them, all right? They're bad news, and I don't want you associating with them. Uh, number five, this is a quick one for you. There's a Call of Duty Zombies leak, apparently. We're back to Eddie over at GameSpot. It appears Black Ops Cold Wars Season 2 refresh will include something special for Zombies fans. Uh, Call of Duty Tracker spotted a website for a new Zombies experience called Outbreak. The page has since been removed, but an image on it states, Welcome to Outbreak, a new large-scale Zombies experience. A soldier with an eye patch is seen in the teaser image, but there are no further details about this person or what Outbreak is all about. Season 2 for Black Ops Cold War launches on February 25th. Whether or not this Outbreak mode, if it is even real, is included at launch or something later in the season remains to be seen. Given that Season 2 is already launching so soon, we expect Activision to share more details shortly. You excited about that one? Activision. Oh, dude. I missed that. Uh, Who doesn't? No, but I know that's cool. I'm just putting good, out there for I mean, everybody. Cares. Good for that. Hey, I, I think Activision's killing it with Call of Duty rollout stuff. And I think that the the system they have right now of Warzone and the games and the zombies, like just kind of constantly cycling, like everyone playing Call of Duty that I know is stoked about it. So that is a... It's insane how into it Nick is. Uh, Call of Duty's back for like our friends, our industry group of people, right? Like yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I never thought we'd hear people talk about Call of Duty the way they did in 2011. Number six and final on the Roper Report. It looks like you won't be getting any more Little Nightmares from Tarsier Studios. Probably. This is Joe Screbbles over at IGN.com. Tarsier Studios, quote, will, from now on, focus on creating new IPs, potentially spelling the end of its Little Nightmare series. Of course, Little Nightmares 2 just released. It's a critical darling. Uh, our own, uh, it's a critic's darling. Uh, our own uh, Roger Pocorny put up a review of it. You can find it as a first impression on YouTube.com slash games. but I digress back to the article. Tarsier, parent company, Embracer Group, which owns everything, revealed its Q3 earnings today, including a section on the Swedish studio. Quote, after the quarter, Tarsier Studios' game Little Nightmares 2 was published by Bandai Namco and was well-received by its audience, reads the earning report. Tarsier Studios will from now on focus on creating new IPs. 
In a webcast to accompany the earnings, Embracer CEO Lars Wingfors uh, went into more detail. Quote, I'm super thrilled, and I spoke to the CEO of Tarsay the other day and congratulated him on the critical success of Little Nightmares 2. It's an IP they created, but it's owned by Bandai Namco and published by Bandai Namco. So it doesn't really have any significant commercial impact for us, even though it, if it does really well, it could have some royalty revenues uh, over time. But I'm super excited about them achieving such a game again because the first game was very well received. And this game looks to be well received. Now having that game created, they will move over to create new IPs and I'm super excited. And that was the main reason we made this acquisition a bit over a year ago. So again, as we talk about Microsoft buying up studios, Embracer Group buying up studios, buying up studios, these are the kind of things that happen where you finish out the agreement you had with another publisher like Bandai Namco. The game comes out, it's super well received and your new owners are like, cool, you're done making that. Now make us new things that we own that we don't have to split revenues with for anybody. Vicarious visions. They're dead to you, Tim. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I hate it. Dead to you. So yeah, there you go. If you're a little nightmares fan, pay attention to that. And maybe next little nightmares, maybe not buy them. Maybe it doesn't happen ever again. Maybe it wasn't big enough for Namkai. Who knows? I changed it. Namkai. Bandai Namco is now Namkai. I've decided. All right. Do you remember when Nam uh, Bandai Namco was like was like, hey, we're no longer Namco Bandai. We're Bandai Namco. Namco. All right. I love it. So that's going to fuck us all up for a generation. Thanks. Uh, Tim, I'm excited to see what other games mm-hmm. come out from Bandai Nam- or I'm sorry, from Namkai or whatever. I just made up a name for them. But next Namkai game so far away. Where go now for new game? Across every and each platform listed as by the kind of funny games daily show host every each weekday. Yeah. We go there. Uh, out today, Rustler, Grand Theft Horse is on PC. <laughs> Ultimate, Adom, Caverns of Chaos is on PC and Mac. Lemon Cake is on PC. Metropolis is on PC and Mac. Learning Factory is on PC and Mac. Tastemaker, Restaurant Simulator is on PC. Buddy Simulator, 1984 is on PC. Warhammer, 40K. Uh, Daka uh, Squadron, Flyboys Edition is on PC. Fantasy Tavern Sex. Tet Volume 2 is on PC. Anodyne 2 Return to Dust is on PS5, PS4, Xbox, uh, Switch. Uh, Cathedral's on Switch. Speed Limit is on Switch. Astrologaster is on Switch. Blackjack World Tour is on Switch. Cape Escape Game to Second Room is on Switch. Glam is on Switch. Crazy Os is on Switch. King of Seas is on Switch. Rustler enters Steam Early Access today. Learning Factory, where he talked about Zombie Four, Zombie Army Four launches on Steam, and all additional content is with it too. And then Minute Fun Racer is a peculiar little racing game where every second counts. A collaboration between Kitty Callis, uh, Jan Williams, and a whole bunch of different people. All proceeds from the sale of Minute Fun Racer go to directly to charity forever. Great. I want it extremely clear to the chat right now that Greg Miller did not mess up a single one of those names. He messed up going into it. There was the jokes of him talking funny, all that. No, those are the names of those games. Astro Logaster. Mm-hmm. That's Capes the name of the game. Escape Game Second Room. There needs to be one single person, and I nominate John Drake. I know he already has a job, but I want to figure this out. John Drake needs to be the man that is out there that every single person making a video game has to go to to get the name approved by. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree if with that. If he says no, it doesn't happen. Uh, somebody's asking if on. Sextet was real. Yes, uh, Fantasy Tavern Sextet Volume 2 on PC is real. That's volume real. Volume 2. Mm-hmm. 
And Jeffy Grub Grub in the chat points out, John Drake barely works. So there you go. He's got time for this. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. New dates for you. Revita is coming to early access March 3rd. Moto GP 21 will launch on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, Nintendo Switch, PC, Steam, and Epic Game Store on April 22nd. If you're Stadia, how pissed off do you have to be you're not on that list? Come on, Moto GP. <laughs> you're going everywhere else. Uh, Lust from Beyond is coming to PC March 11th. And then Legal Dungeon hits the Nintendo Switch. Which February 25th. If that wasn't enough for you, I got deals of the day. Rage 2 and Absolute Drift are free on the Epic Game Store this week. And then Xbox free play games for the weekend. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Free play days for the weekend have been announced. Uh, you get to play. I hate it when they do a little intro. Fuser and Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor uh, Martyr are available for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members to play from now until Sunday at midnight. Whew. Tim. Mm-hmm. We ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can be part of the show with their questions, comments, and most important for right now, squad up requests. This is where one of you writes in with your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read here, the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Nick F from NY needs help on the Xbox. His username is the boy wonder, but it's the within the three in place of the, the E then space boy but zero in place of the zero and you know you know what no i'm not gonna do it i you know what nick i'm sorry no no that's your name's terrible let me tell you guys deleted no craig you get no undeleted undeleted i refuse i refuse the the audience I, there's no, I can't no control consistency. You. consistency. There's no Damn consistency. I, I want everyone. I'm to the boy Wanda. It's the boy Wanda, and the the has the three for the e. The boy has the zero for the o. What's the Wanda have? What should it have? What do you think? Would you think a one and then duh? Because that's not what it is. It's W O N one D A. Get out of here. Go talk to John Drake. It's just embarrassing, Nick F. from NY, that you would come and try to represent the Xbox community this way. Paris Lilly is rolling over in his office chair listening to this episode. I want you to know, all right? And he's got real work to do. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe uh drew d is here with a good correction uh the hades physical edition comes with a pc download code for the soundtrack not the game i think I, my copy paste got cut off early there thank you very much so you don't if you buy it on switch the physical version you're getting the pc code for a soundtrack not the game Game Jumper Excess. Tim keeps saying Project Triangle, which is a way better name than the actual name of <laughs> Triangle Strategy. It's Project Triangle Strategy. Show some goddamn respect, Tim Gettys. I'm sorry. I need to go talk to John Drake and apologize because he definitely would have approved that name. Uh, yeah, while we were live, it looks like Call of Duty Zombies Outbreak was announced. There you go. Um, kebabs. I didn't say I didn't say sextet was anything like sexual. You're the one making it sexual to come in here and say it's not sexual. So get out of my face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then again, not wrong. I, if I say if I say the game's got a weird name and you come in, you're like, well, actually, the game's quite good. Well, I didn't say fucking shit about the game quality. Mm-hmm. All right, don't get in here with Astro Galaster and get Greg, my fucking face him, about Greg. a nanobiologist. You know what I mean? It's, somebody's got to, Kevin. Yeah. Somebody's got to tell him. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, the week's almost over. Tomorrow it will be me and. 
Julia Hardy hosting Kind of Funny Games Ooh. Daily. Excited for that one. Uh, of course, Tim and I are going to go to patreon.com slash Games right now and record you a post show that you can pick up along with the show ad-free, along with being able to write in and have a great time. However, if you want to hang out here on twitch.tv slash Games, you're about to get Clue with Blessing Eddie Oye Jr., uh, Snowbike Mike, Abby Russell, and just a whole bunch of different people in here to play Clue. Or if you're in the UK, Cluedo. Cluedo, that's what <laughs> they call so it. so dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, <laughs> it's because like, that's the thing is like I can be mad at Nick F from NY for choosing that. But then you got to feel bad for people in the UK that they were like growing up the whole time, eating their porridge, being told it's Cluedo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mother, can we play Cluedo? Cluedo? No, get in the turnip fields. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, turnip fields. Terrible yep. over there. Yep, yeah, the boil London all your specialty. food. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But if you got no books tossed our way, watch live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch later. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Listen any old time on podcast services around the globe. If you want to catch those twitch streams we always talk about check out the new archive youtube channel youtube.com slash kind of funny plays and until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you